Welcome to our Clothe with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. <laughs> I am James Thomas. Today is Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. It is the 23rd Tuesday in Ordinary Time. It's also the Feast of the Holy Name of Mary. Let us uh, get into our reading here. USCCB doesn't mention the Holy Name. It just mentions the uh, Ordinary Time Day. Anyway, Gospel reading is from Luke. Jesus departed to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a stretch of level ground. A great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And even those who were tormented by unclean spirits were cured. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because power came forth from him and healed them all. So that's awesome. I love to hear about Jesus <laughs> and Jesus' teaching. It's funny that Luke doesn't tell us what he said. <laughs> I know he's going to tell us in other places. Uh, he just says he was teaching. He was healing. He was driving out demons. Power came forth from, all, from him. I mentioned the other day about a magician and how there's this thing called the prestige. A magician takes your attention to one place, but does the real trick in another place that you're not paying attention to. I'm not saying Jesus is magic. Jesus is much better than magic. But Jesus, and, and I'm not saying Jesus even intends to do this, but it happens uh, because I think it's current day Christianity, especially from an American point of view, where we're all very pragmatic in this country. We're very active. Our Lord is much more contemplative, and this is what he calls us to be. Leo Thirteenth wrote a letter to the American church saying, you have wonderful active works. This is around the year 1900. And he praised the American church for all the good that we do, hospitals and schools and outreach to the poor and the sick and to immigrants and so many beautiful things, beautiful ministries. And he said, yet I predict your church will fall in America because you don't pray enough. You don't have a contemplative tradition. The few times monks had been sent over here, they were put to work, whatever that means even, because their real work was prayer. Their real work was to found centers of spirituality, to be the light on the hill. It's the battery that powers the church. Leo Thirteenth was telling us you have no batteries. And therefore, the machine will stop running at some point. And whoa, was he right in saying that. Happened in Europe as well. So Jesus, the thing that we don't pay that much attention to is the fact that he departed to the mountain to pray. I'm reading the first line. And he spent the night in prayer. Now, personally, I, I don't know how you do that other than being Jesus, like spending the whole night in prayer. I need sleep. Oh, my goodness. If I don't get seven, eight hours Really, it's more like eight. I, I have a sore throat in the morning. I, I don't feel like I can 
work hard that day. I feel like I, you know, need naps and stuff. Uh, Jesus and so many great saints that we read about spent the night in prayer. For me, I'll spend part of the day in prayer. <laughs> I'll get up early, whatever it takes, because uh, I do realize how important prayer is. But Jesus spends all this time in prayer. Then he does these really important things. And that's where our attention is, his calling the 12, sending them out, and the miracles that he does, the teaching that he does. But what Jesus is doing, it's not just that he's charging the battery in a sense that we think of, like, oh, I got to charge the battery for the machine to work, or I, I better eat the right food or get some good sleep so that I'll be able to work, 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 as if the work is the important thing and the battery is just the uh, incidental. Like, oh, yeah, I guess you need a battery. No, the real work of Jesus is the prayer. And then he does these other things to lead us into the embrace of the Father, which happens in prayer. Jesus performs miracles so that we'll fall in love with God and then we'll pray. Jesus calls the apostles so that he'll have people throughout the world, you and me included, to preach Jesus so that people will pray and fall into the embrace of the Trinity. Jesus drives out demons so that people can be restored to their relationship in the embrace of the Trinity. This is what Jesus is all about. So yeah, he does all these great things and power is going out from him. But what's really important is the prayer. Some people say my prayer is my work. Okay. I mean, there's a few different ways and let's address that. I mean, some people say that and what they mean is they don't pray. All right, that's a problem. However, once in a while, you know, St. Francis de Sales says, if you're going to pray, but charity calls you to do something like someone needs you right now. You have to stop praying. You have to go help that person. Okay, that's understandable. But that doesn't mean we live our life that way to say, well, I'm just going to do good deeds and not pray because now you have no battery. And what are you even doing the good deeds for? You lose the ability to do them. You lose the reason you're doing them. So that's one way to look at that. But I would like to look at it in terms of a good way to say my work is my prayer. And I'm just trying to find the right words to tie this together. It's the best way to look at that. The best way and the thing that I'm going to preach about today for a little bit here is my work comes from my prayer. But it's even more than that. It's not like, once again, an incidental like, oh, now I'm charged up. So now I'm going to go save the world. No, my work is my prayer means my work is the fruit of contemplation. And the fruits of contemplation are not me. They're Jesus working through me. I let him because I pray. I use my free will to uh, give myself over to the Lord. I place myself in his hands. I spend time in prayer so that he can charge me up, not so that then I can go do great things. No, he charges me up so that now I'm transformed, so that now I'm completely his, and now he can use me as a tool in his hand. Not that we're trying to undermine humanity by saying that, like, oh, I'm nothing but a tool. No, that's not what we mean when we say that. St. Maximilian Colby used to say this all the time that we are like a pencil in the hand of our lady, he would say. We are a tool in the hand of God. God uses us. God sends us. God inspires us. But we have to pray for that to happen. 
I want to talk a little bit about contemplation, which goes hand in hand with talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When we teach prayer, we say there's three major types. There is, uh, I call it discursive prayer. Sometimes people call it vocal prayer. I think the catechism calls it vocal prayer, but I don't like to use the word vocal because vocal in the English language means I'm saying things. But this type of prayer, the first type, means a lot more than that. It's not just vocal. It's also mental prayer. It's formal, but it's also informal. I might call it discursive, although discursive also has other meanings. But generally, with this, this category of prayer that I call discursive, what it means is the prayers that we say. We say our fathers. We say Hail Marys. We recite the Psalms. We recite the prayers of the Mass, the Gloria, the Holy, Holy, the Lamb of God. So we say prayer. Sometimes we pray a rosary in common. Sometimes we pray it by ourselves. But that also means the prayers that we say. Like if I sit and talk to God and say, thank you for this. Uh, I ask you for that. Lord, I worship you. Lord, you're so great. These are discursive prayers. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Okay. Those are discursive. Then, however, there's a second and a third type of prayer, method of prayer. There's also all the different things we pray for. That's for a different talk on a different day. But their second form of prayer is meditation. And this is not me talking to God. I mean, there might be some conversation that happens, but meditation is me meditating on the things of God. Meditating is pondering, thinking, focusing on certain things. Sometimes maybe we even let our mind go a little bit. It's not the end of the world to do that. As long as we are putting it in God's hands, we are sitting before the Lord. Now, that could mean we do this literally before the Lord in adoration or sitting in our rooms with a crucifix or a picture. Maybe looking at a beautiful sunset. There's so many things to meditate on. A sunset, a sunrise, a baby. Even your pets, I don't know, your children, (laughs) Uh, although children can be a distraction to meditation. Um, We can meditate while we're doing other things, but it's not advisable. We, We need to set aside time for meditation. Sometimes people meditate while they're driving. Well, heaven forbid you get in an accident because your meditation uh, gets a little too intense. So it's always best, the best place to meditate, the best way to meditate would be in front of the Lord, in the chapel, in the church. One of the best things to meditate on is the scriptures, to take the words of Jesus or anything else in the Bible or a holy book or even secular things and ponder them and say, Lord, what does this mean? You know, Lord, show me, inspire my thoughts. So meditate, and I'm starting to get into the third type as I say this, so I have to reel myself back a little bit. I get excited talking about these things because it's my favorite stuff in the whole world. When we meditate, we are in the presence of God and we're asking him to guide our thoughts. I often like to meditate on perhaps the great day that I had or perhaps the horrible day that I had. I recommend everyone do this. Take your life and meditate on it in, you know, place it in Jesus's hands, his nail scarred hands and give it to him and and think about like, Lord, what were you doing in this today? What did you, what message did you want me to learn from this? And just ponder it with the Lord, the good things, the bad things, the gifts that you possess, but also your sins, our sins. 
Give them to the Lord. Meditate on them. There's so many things to meditate on. People often, and I'm, I'm of a little bit of a more contemporary school of thought on this following topic. Some people will say, oh man, I was so distracted in prayer. I'll say, well, what were you thinking about? Well, I was thinking about the thing that happened earlier that day. Okay. Somebody, somebody might say, I was thinking about the movie I just saw. Okay. My challenge, which I think is a little bit more of a contemporary way of thinking about this is maybe the Lord wants you to ponder that movie that you saw earlier today. Why can't you put that in his hands? Maybe there was something in that movie that triggered you either for good or for bad. Maybe there was something sinful in that movie you need to hand over to the Lord. Or may, and I'm not saying sit and ponder sinful things like, you know, that would lead you into more sin. But maybe there was something in there. Maybe there was a relationship in the movie that reminded you of a relationship that you have. Maybe there was a wound of one of the movie's characters that was brought out. And maybe you have that wound. Maybe after praying about it, you need to go see the movie again and go deeper into meditation about that scene or what, what have you. Uh so yeah, thinking about something that happened earlier in the day or yesterday or a relationship, the Lord wants, the Lord loves us. Imagine your best conversation with a loving parent or grandparent. They want to know, how did you feel about your date that you went on? How did you feel about this person that you saw? They want to hear all about it. They want to know all about it. So this is meditation we ponder, but then contemplation is God's response. Sometimes in religious writings, we, we don't get this distinction between meditation and contemplation. They're not always clearly spelled out. So the way I like to say it is, and, and this is from reading a lot of spiritual books over the years and my own experience and being directed, meditation is what we do. Contemplation is what God does. So I might say, Lord, man, what a crazy thing happened to me earlier today. And I just meditate on it. I give it to him and I ponder what happened. And then suddenly now I'm getting all sorts of insights about it that I didn't have before. That's God. He's putting those insights in my head. That's contemplation. Contemplation happens in so many ways. He responds to our meditations. He gives us greater wisdom. And I said earlier, this goes hand in hand with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When we have confirmation and we now have full access to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts are not the same thing as virtues. Virtues are something that you do with God's help. It's still God's help, but you're doing it. The gifts are things that God does. There's many times in the gospels where Jesus says, don't worry, I will be there. I will give you this. I will provide that. Do not be afraid. Do not worry what you are to say. There's a lot of examples of this. And then in the lives of the apostles, after they've received the Holy Spirit, they have a wisdom. They have a, the ability to counsel. They have a greater reverence. They have greater respect for each other. In the lives of the saints, we see this again and again. St. Francis, given this great gift, and Mother Teresa, you know, these are people of very deep, long hours of prayer. And they had the ability to look at a leper or someone lying in the gutter and lying in their own filth and, and just loving them because they couldn't help but see Jesus in them. That's the gift of piety. So there's, that's something that doesn't happen by human power alone. You can't say, oh, I worked really hard at this. No, God gives the gift for his greater glory and for the salvation of, of ourselves, but also the, the other people we might be ministering to. God gives you the gifts to love your children more, 
to love your work more, perhaps if, if what you're working at is God's will, sometimes it's not. Um, so contemplation produces the gifts of the spirit in us. We get a greater wisdom, knowledge. We get greater reverence and piety. We get greater counsel, greater courage, etc. So this is very, very important. And this is what's happening in the life of Jesus. He spends the night in prayer and now he's just overloaded with the wisdom to choose the apostles, for example, and to send them out. He Remember, Jesus isn't Superman. Jesus comes to us as man, so he needs to pray. And his prayer connects us to the Father. He's going to give us the Eucharist eventually, which is going to make us other Christs. It's going to make us the body of Christ. So now we can pray because Jesus prayed. Jesus spends all that time in prayer, and now the Holy Spirit overflows into, as the gospel says, the power that came forth from him to drive out demons, <laughs> to cure the sick, to preach the, the good news, to preach wisdom, to preach truth in the face of all these people that believed all these other things. Jesus is just pouring out the wisdom, the goodness, the truth. And this is what he calls us to. This is the story of the great saints. They didn't become saints because they said, you know what? I'm going to found an orphanage. I mean, saints might have founded orphanages, but that's not what made them a saint. As I said the other day, the saints are the ones that let the light shine through. The power of God comes through them. So Jesus does this for us so that we can do it ourselves. Jesus calls us to do great things. And it's only if we pray to him, we spend time in prayer and allow him to fill us with his Holy Spirit. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.